You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this episode is with Royal Blood. There's literally nothing that could be said about these two that hasn't already been said before. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that it just doesn't get more direct than it does with Royal Blood. They're two dudes from Brighton who play their instruments louder than most, and they look damn cool while they do it. I met the guys years back when they came to the States for the first time, and it's beautifully serendipitous that I was able to link up with them on this particular day, the day of this talk. Because this talk took place hours before they hit the stage at Madison Square Garden for the first time to support Queens of the Stone Age. Big ups to the guys for making the time to chat with me. It was fantastic catching up with them. I'm really looking forward to sharing this talk with you. So without further ado, let's just jump right into it. This is the 405 Exchange with Royal Blood. Enjoy. I told you I was going to hold you to tax. Mike, what happened last night? Last night we um, we hit the town with um, with some of our friends that have flown in for the show, um, and we consumed a lot. <laughs> As you should. Thank you. Good on you, man. You know, something I was really keen on having you guys on for this talk is that I feel like it's like my duty that I get to expose the world to what big ass dorks you two are. So I want to know what was the last movie you guys saw. Last movie? Yeah, last movie. Because I remember last time I saw you, which was ages ago, but I did see you a little bit at Governor's yeah. Ball. I remember that was all you cared to talk about, which is kind of fun. Um, the last movie I saw was It. The most recent one? Yeah, in the, yeah. the theatre. Mine was The Inbetweeners too. On your phone? On my phone. <laughs> oh, wow. What's that good you say? Because I remember the first movie was kind of a rare. Uh, yeah, yeah the second one is good. pretty funny, actually, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to see it because I remember I heard some friends of mine saw it and they told me like how um, it was okay but the thing that shocked them is that the kids were so good and that they like swore and acted like real naughty kids. Was that kind of the vibe you got when you saw it? Um, oh, the, the kids on It. Oh, on It? Yeah. Yeah, it was quite Stranger Things. Like kind of vibe, but I, yeah, I did enjoy it actually. That's really wicked. I want to jump into the record. That's and really I want to jump into the record, and particularly I want to start in the fact that a lot of it was born and bred within Brussels, which is a city I love a lot, and Belgium in general is just an amazing place. And I wanted to know what was the thought process behind going there, because you guys could have chosen anywhere else to go, and you went to Belgium, which is amazing. Yeah, we did We did remind ourselves of that halfway through the process. <laughs> we could have been anywhere. Um, that studio we worked at, ICP, was... Um, it's a pretty amazing place. It's um, you know it's quite secluded, but you know it's, it's the, the actual facilities and the, the equipment there is kind of pretty amazing. So that was the main reason. It was really a sonic thing, yeah, rather than a kind of vibe thing. Did you find yourselves enjoying the city quite a bit as well? Because I felt like the, I feel like we're Brussels. We gave it a go. Yeah. Yeah, we had to look yeah. around. Yeah. We had, we had a lot to do, so we didn't. It wasn't our number one priority. It was also winter so it was really cold and wet. Oh yeah there is that as well. Right? Yeah. And imagine it's like you were saying like that main idea there is to have as little distractions as possible. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you guys worked best within that type of environment in the environment where you have like not endless but just like numerous hours ahead of you to work? Like do you guys feel sure. like you're done? Right? I'm not sure we've only made two albums and they're both made very differently so um thank you. 
I think, you know, it was just about getting getting the job done really and, and getting to the end of the task and maybe with hindsight it's easy to work out um, how you do it better next time but yeah, I'm not too, I'm not too sure. I met you guys during the first album, when you first came to New York. I still remember that quite a bit. And I remember some of the conversations we had, and then when you came back, when you played, it was like, Marlon and my Webster. I remember I kind of like, kind of jokingly asked you guys about the second album. And I think both of you on separate occasions said something along the lines of like, oh, even if there is a second album. Like, I remember, I think within that time, you guys were so good about living within the moment that you guys were kind of content that if a second album didn't come, then what is it then? But yeah. like, you did find yourselves making a second album. Was that like, not a difficult, but was that an interesting thing to have the conversations about, okay, we want to carry on doing this, or was it kind of almost like seamless? Um, I think we spent more time carrying on doing it than talking about whether we should carry on doing it, you know. Um, and I think, you know, this this new album is something that ultimately accumulated really over, over time. Um, so by the time we had a sort of two or three songs that we felt excited about, it kind of just seemed obvious that we were, we were going into the realm of putting another record together. I wonder, like, what do you guys feel about touring here? Like, particularly when you get to talk to people after shows and things like that. Um, yeah, we love touring here. It's so fun, and, you know. I think um, being from a small country, it's you know, it's amazing to you know to get to experience all the different parts of, of America. You know, it's. it's versatile, you know, huge place. You get to just stay on the bus and work your way through it, you know. Um, Our tour manager would say that America is built for touring, for touring bands, because the drives and how diverse each place are. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't mm. surprise me that next to no one has a passport here. It's true, yeah. I was actually just talking to... Well, it does, but... Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I was with a band a few weeks ago, and they, they had never been to America before. I was talking to them about it, and I told them like how I think you it's. Thank you. Oh, looks really good. Bro. What is that? Oh, what is that? Greatest uh, inventions of all time. Is that like melted cheese? Though? No, it's a savory crap with uh, cheese and tartar. Wow, it's. Is yeah. that on the lunch menu? Yeah. <laughs> For those listening, Mike just got something very delicious that we're all kind of jealous of that we can't have. <laughs> But you know, tell me this, like, because I was, I was with a band, it's funny you brought that thing about the passport, I was with a band a few weeks ago and I, they'd never been to the States, I was telling them like how I think the statistic is that there's less than 40% of adult Americans have passports, it's like something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of what it's making, yeah. Yeah, that's really intriguing though. So you know, in regards to the second album, jumping back into that, like, I didn't read much in terms of reviews and stuff for it after it came out. I'm not really that tired. I just tend to just listen to records and just stayed on it. And I mean, the album came out months ago. And something I was really keen on asking you guys about was that it really intrigued me how there's so much eclecticity going on. Like, there's so much different things going on. But for the most part, it's a very concise album. Like, in regards to how the album moved, like, from start to finish, do you feel like that was kind of, um, like, kind of like a very deliberate choice of making sure that even though we're trying all these different things, it has to feel very concise or within this world. <coughs> I think we definitely wanted it to have a, an overall feel and sound, and, and we wanted, um, yeah, we wanted to have a sort of, yeah, that sonic theme running through it, but that was only really because, yeah, we wanted to try and explore different 
types of songs on, on the same record. So I think if they all sounded different as well, it would make it feel um, yeah disjointed. So yeah, there was there was definitely a conscious effort for it to yeah like have that. You know, I brought up the first album campaign and something that stuck to, sticks in my mind and it still shocks me to this day is I remember when you guys would talk about the first album and how people were reacting to it. You guys are very open about the fact that you didn't feel particularly, you didn't feel like masters of your instruments. You felt very much like you knew what you had, to, you could do, but you didn't feel like you were the best drummer in the world, band. you didn't feel like you were the best bass player or guitarist in the world, Mike, I'm, or singer. I wonder, has that changed at all? Like, how do you guys feel about your instruments and how you perform now? Because well, you've been doing it a lot. you can't go to a Queen of the Stone Age and think you're the best at anything <laughs> in the world. That is very true. Unless you're mentally ill. Yeah. But that must be inspiring as well. Like, I want to ask about that a bit later, but we could go into that. Like, go on to a Queen of the Stone Age. I think something that doesn't get discussed enough um, with this band, I'd love to hear what you guys think about this, is just how insanely versatile their whole discography is. And when you see them live, you can see just true musicianship amongst them. Like, of course, yeah. Like, how, what's it been like watching? Because, I mean, I imagine you guys have seen them live, probably at festivals and stuff prior to touring with them, but what's it like watching them live and how's just the tour been overall, generally? Great. <coughs> um, yeah, I mean, that they you know, I think we both agree that one of the greatest live bands in the world, you know. And uh, yeah, we take a lot of we take a lot and have taken a lot of inspiration from the kind of show that they put on. And um, yeah, it's been nothing but bloody inspiring, to be honest. Yeah. Would some of that inspiration be like? I mean, I want to kind of explore this a little bit in the sense of like. Obviously, rock music's great. There's a lot of great things about rock music, but I think you guys would agree in the sense that sometimes the way people view rock music, it can be quite limiting in terms of like rules. Like I feel like inherently rock music shouldn't have rules, but sometimes some of its hardest fans, for better or for worse, have this idea of what rock music has to be and should be. And I think, yeah, yeah I think about a band like Queens of Stone Age, where if you look into their albums, they clearly don't care about that. Yeah. yeah is that something you feel like you guys share? Um. I mean, yeah, we don't care either, so maybe that's where we all get along so well. Yeah. Well, I remember like even during the first album run, you guys used to come out to, I forgot the track, but it was like a Kanye track, you used to come on stage to, was it? Um, Jay-Z, no, it's no, no Problems. Yes, there we go, I remember that. Yeah. I mean, obviously you guys did that for fun, but like, does any of that, I mean... Sure. Yeah. But does, I mean, you must recognize that if you go to somewhere like... Kentucky or Tennessee, which are great places, of course. But if you go to those places and you come out to a song like that, to some people, it might feel like a statement. Like, have you ever watched from the side, seeing what people's reactions are going to be? Again, I don't think we really care too much. We, we, you know, it's it's an intro song. It hypes us up before we go on stage, and it's the same that we're we're used to. You know, you're used to hearing. You know, when you walk on stage, and we change up all the time as well. It's not like it has to be yeah. that. Yeah. If it's, I think, if we feel it's inappropriate, we won't do it. Yeah. If we're, you know, it's just a, it's just a song. It is just a song. <laughs> exactly. It's just a walk on. Song. Yeah, and it's it's a good one. It is. It's one of the best as well. You explain that awfully politely, Ben. Did I? <laughs> oh, tell that's, me this. That's, that's your upbringing. Mm. Yeah. You're very polite, isn't it? Do my best. <laughs> Breast, I mean. You know what? Tell me this. Um, because one of my favorite songs on the album is uh, I Only Lie When I Love You. Yeah. And I mean, clearly that's a rocky song. I felt like it was very different within like what Royal Blood typically does. Yeah, it's what got a bit of a swagger to that one, I think. It's got, it goes quite m minimal and quite, um, 
almost, I wouldn't say robotic, but the feel is very different to what we usually do. Yeah. It's very... It's like a robot with muscles. Yeah. I like that description. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's quite a simple song. I remember when we were writing it, it was only about a minute long. We didn't know where to take it because we thought it was so good for that minute. Wow, just and did it all again. So, <laughs> yeah, so it, it was all about, it was a fun song to write because it was about, okay, so how do we make this this song a, you know, bigger than we can see it right now? Yeah, exactly. And how do we arrange it differently? And so, yeah, I remember Mike saying that it was um, uh, quite like the hives. How they, you know, have that, that ball of energy in in a minute song, and how they can keep, you know, keep that minute song going for four minutes. Yes. You don't really understand don't even, how it's done, and you don't even notice while you're listening. No. So how do you make a mountain out of a molehill? Doesn't that's a damn great mission statement to have. I love that you brought up the hives too, because they're honestly one of my favorite. If I had to make a top five list, I'd say they're one of my favorite live bands. Have you guys yeah, seen them absolutely. live before? Oh, yeah, they're amazing. I agree. Oh, that's fucking yeah. Tell me this, because I saw you guys at Governor's Borough this year. I'm going to be seeing you tonight at MSG. Mm-hmm. And that's Madison Square right. Garden for people, sir. Yeah, we're playing in the garden. T- I think it's some. Um, <laughs> there's other than No, uh, what, from what I understand, Mike, it's um, we're doing the promoter a favour and we're playing this girl Madison yeah, in the garden. garden. <laughs> yeah, I think it's her birthday. Yeah, birth- and I think Madison the queens of the Stone Age are, are doing it as well. Yeah, well, glad to be about. Really. Yeah, I don't know what the square bit has maybe has to do with anything because I'm even just, even I'm if we were playing the MSG. The Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I took that last night. That's um, <laughs> that's a circle. It's a circle. It's not a square, is it? I took loads of MSG last night. Did you? Mm. Must have been really good, wasn't it? Mm. But tell me this: good the job. question I particularly wanted to ask was in regards to the setlist, because I was shocked when I saw you guys at um, Governor's Ball, where the setlist felt very lean, but it clearly was growing as it went on. Like I remember, like at the start, you guys did rock out, but it did feel like it was like kind of like rising as it went along and then in the mid bit to the end it was like a very much like a monstrous thing like do you find yourselves now with the set list like is it very different do you find yourselves getting looser as the show goes on i think you know from our set list at the moment we're uh, we're on a support tour so we have 50 minutes to pack that are you know what we think feel the best of our two albums in you know in that 50 minutes so because there's lots there are i mean there's lots of people that have heard us on this corners tour which is not a normal thing for a support tour yeah exactly but um we still are going out there you know as an opening act and we want to put as much energy into it when you know we're just about to finish this tour and do our own one so it's going to have a lot more growth and a lot more dips you know, with the set list. Yeah. I mean, dips? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of dips? Like, I'm thinking the slower dips. songs. Like Buffalo, Buffalo Wong, Wong. Yeah. Like the chocolate Mayo, dips, yeah. the little dips? Yeah, yeah, yeah well, I was thinking more ranch, blue cheese. <laughs> yeah, all the dips. All the dips. Yeah. 
You know what's good about talking with you guys? I wanted to jump into this particularly in regards to like kind of like how we were talking earlier, but like you know, like naturally asking you questions about albums and like touring and like all these types of things. Does it surprise you guys how much that people think there must be some type of like secret formula or something that's so like because something I love about the way you guys talk about stuff and from talking you guys in the past is like you guys seem like it blows me. I think it blows a lot of people away seeing you guys where you are and seeing how much you don't overthink things. But do you think it surprises people that it's like that? Like people must think there must be some I think, secret. I think what people need to realize is that nothing matters. Oh, you're gonna go full Jim Carrey? Right? No, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, it actually doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. And just do things that make yourself happy and make other people happy, and then you're winning, really. And that's all it is to it. Well put. I mean, essentially, that's why you're here. Like, you're sat here in New York because you wanted to be here. Yeah. We sat here because we love playing music together, and we love hanging out with good people, and being on the road with uh, a lot of old and new friends, and having people come and visit us, and it's life. It's life, isn't it? And life is good. It must be good. Now, before I let you guys go, we do have to hit on this once more. And I'll be on a little bit more serious note. Yeah. Guys are playing Madison Square Garden tonight. Uh-huh. How do you truly feel about it? Um, I haven't actually thought about it. I don't think we... That's not true. No, I haven't. We've, At all? No, we I mean, it's, you know, coming to the end of this tour and it's a big venue. But again, it's just... Just a big venue? Well, yeah, it is. It's just bricks. It's just a room. And some concrete. It's a, it's a room in New York, and we're gonna go onto that stage and do what we do every night, and it's give it our all and put the best performance that we can do. But um, of course it's, it's a special thing. It's like playing Wembley, you know. But essentially, it is just a room, and we're gonna be there and having a great time with all of our friends and get to, get to play music there. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Get to turn up loud. That's true. Probably louder than most places on the tour. I don't know. I think it's just the same, really. But we haven't actually thought about it, you know. We've we've been on the road and it's been ongoing all this time, you know. Um, so turning up to a new city and playing that show and just enjoying, like you say earlier, we love being in that moment, living in the moment and not letting anything else kind of distract us so until we probably step foot in Madison Square Garden and go ah oh, wow that's when we start thinking about it but right now I'm thinking that guy's just gone to get me a coffee remembers <laughs> my room number so I don't have to tell him again just put my laundry in remember to pick that tomorrow this is you gonna go shopping later what are you gonna do yeah Right. I haven't started thinking about anything yet. No. So you've just thought about your breath. You're just um, digesting. You really did devour it. digesting. Even though I'm communicating with you, I'm not thinking about anything. No. <laughs> I mean, God, like, you guys say that and I get it, but, like, even me sat here, like, I'm thinking about, like, like that moment where I know Mike is going to get on, like, top of your drum riser and he's going to be playing his bass and be looking at you and it's like, it's going to be a fucking massive. Like, that's going to be cool. Like, I'm happy I mean, as fuck for you guys. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. Everyone's yeah. going to love it. Well, yeah. Royal Blood, that's for taking the time. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah.